Johnny Five come alive. Episode Cinco is upon us, and trust me, we'll be Cincoing some cold ones this evening. There will be plenty of short circuits tonight as we douse our inner motors with lovely dark ale. Stick around, beer fans, for the Lager Logs points of view with Tom and Stu. I'm Tom. He's Stu. Say hello, Stu. Hello, Woo. Tom. Yes, that is my name. I hope. There's, there's, <laughs> you, you've started it with your Johnny Five short circuit little speech. And yep. oh, the only part of that film I can remember is when he's insulting another robot, saying your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> Fucking disgusting. <laughs> That was uh, is it? That was the thing that you were offended at, and not the um, the Asian face. Oh yeah, I, they, is that they, the they thing? tanned them up, didn't they? I think I think Short Circuit's been cancelled now. Yeah, Johnny like Five he was... himself is, is he's been banned off Twitter. Johnny has. It's, it's very sad. I love this stuff. Loved yeah. his, uh, his his you know his, his writing on life. He's gonna get barred in the street again, isn't he? He's gonna yeah. Honestly, I mean, if he keeps walking around with that Mohican, it's game over. Uh, mm. I hope everyone out there in podcast land is feeling just darn right swell tonight. If so, you're not alone. Mrs. Stuart Sutherland, a very swollen individual. We just pray it's varicose veins and not another pregnancy. Stuart, what's going on, you massive hussy? <laughs> Tom! <laughs> yeah? Uh, uh, you, 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 just... said, you said my name already? I know, I I know, know. that you know it. It's fine. Like, I understand. Hey, guess what? I'm here for the beer. Message. Let's talk what? about me. Not me. You know, you know how I'm feeling, Tom. Yeah, I want to know about you. you and know? People out there are gagging. Ladies and gentlemen, gag no Ladies further. In particular. <laughs> gag no further. What about those in sadomasochism? We will continue in to talk over each act. other sure. for the rest of the episodes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you are wondering, Stuart's thirsty. <laughs> So goddamn thirsty. He's been looking at his beer for the last twenty four hours, going, When? When? When's it gonna when can I have this beer? It's happening right now, Stu. Oh, I'm just God. I'm just, you know, happy that you're oh, okay. God. And if you ask me how I was, I just think it'd be a good start to the show. That's all. Let's fill the people you're in good. the oh, good, 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 good. Moving I'm on. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. Well, let's go. Another week of life in the bus lane. It's getting a lot hotter in the, the city recently, which is, which is lovely. Okay. It means I get to kind of brown off my mozzarella-like complexion. I was wondering where that sentence was going. You know. But although if I forget the SPF 50, I normally end up looking like marinara sauce instead. I'm a, I'm a peeler. I'm a peeler. It's not a good look, really. Yeah, they that, love me in the Chiquita factory, though. That honestly. is what they're wanting to um... see when they come to the test centre. <laughs> yeah. I'm in about that, the better. This evening, <laughs> we've got a lineup to leave your liver black and brown as we sample man's classic historical brown ale. Then, have a go on Witchwood Brewery's Dice Man. Uh, we love their Hobgoblin, but will we find a place in our cold black hearts for another cold black brewski? Stay tuned to find out. Shoot, are you familiar with the beers tonight? I, I'm familiar with Witchwood Brewery, just yes. due to our, our history. Of course. With beer. Uh, but the, man's, man's, no, I'm not familiar with Man's Brown Ale. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I. Uh, so this will be uh, both obviously new 
tastes for you tonight, yes. which is awesome. I think I've had, well, I've had both these before, but very long ago. Uh, they're not fresh in my memory, so I'm looking forward to sampling them. So, seeing as you're absolutely gagging to go, our first beer tonight is Man's Brown Ale. Is, is this, are you happy now? Are you pleased? Can we drink? Price check, price check on man's, please. <laughs> <laughs> I've got just like a little sampler. It is yeah. uh, yeah, a two seventy five. You got yours at the uh, the multi pack though, right? Ah, that's where they scam you. One of them is like a full size five hundred dollar. Three are little two seventy fives. They're behind the big bottle. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm Let's... cracking it open, dude. Let's do it finally. Okay, it's happening. Mm. It's beautiful. I'm getting yeah beer hops water. Sounds like you're trying to play a recorder. Three blind mice, three blind mice. See how they run. He spelt right. his brown ale. Look, it's the show's over already. That's it. Let's just put it. Let's stop it right there. Do you want to go on? Because I feel like we can't after that. You're pouring. Good lad. I am pouring. Lad. Right. He's on his best behaviour tonight. I stare into your soul as I pour this <laughs> brown ale. I'm going to stare at you, Bruce. You stare into my soul. I mean, I would shield your eyes, though. Put it down onto my Lager Logs beer mat. At least put some aviators on, honestly. Right. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Mm. <sighs> hey, that's um, a lot lighter. Very light. Yeah, very light, very refreshing. Not like a massive taste hit for me. Mm-hmm. But obviously, yeah, the, the kind of the usual uh, suspects in terms of when it comes to brown ale. Um, you got the kind of toffee notes, but obviously a lot, lot lighter uh, mm-hmm. than a lot of brown ales. Um, but you know, it probably makes sense as this is a brown ale standing at a very light 2.8%. Uh-huh. And uh, I've seen this sometimes classed or put into the category of mild. Um, and I can definitely see that with it being a lot lighter than a regular brown ale. But mm-hmm. it looks brown to me and it says brown on the label. So we're going to class it on the lager logs officially yeah. as a brown yeah. ale. See through it. There we so, go. Yes, very brown. Show people. Uh, Stew, um, but yeah, just to, to give the people out there a little backstory. Uh, Man's Brown Ale was first brewed in London in 1902 by head brewer Thomas Wells Thorpe in the hope of creating an original, brand new style of beer, one which was more of a sweeter drink compared to the IPAs and stouts which were popular at the time. Um, it claimed to be the sweetest beer in London mm. when first released, and I don't know for sure if that's true, but it is darn right syrupy. It's now brewed, funnily enough, by Witchwood Brewery as well. <laughs> it's uh, it's yeah. Monopoly. <laughs> its original volume was 4%, but after World War II, most breweries stopped producing stronger brown ales uh, and mainly concentrated on beers that hit around the 3% mark, uh, which Mans has held on to up to the present day. It's lost a couple of decimal places over the years, but haven't we all? As I enjoy my beer, I'm going to get you... Stu, if that's okay, to talk mm-hmm. about some beers that you've enjoyed this week. It's Last Beers Watched. 
Crowd goes wild. Well. Function alcoholics. What? Yeah, I mean, wild. Such a kind of strong word. (laughs) Shoe, grizzly man of the woods. What have you been getting up to this week in and around the brewski realm? Well, I, as you mentioned, man, woods. That that was how it started. I I went for a walk in the woods. And there was an organic farm shop. And I thought, get what? I wonder, I wonder if they've got beer. Went in and I was pleasantly surprised to see they were packing, packing shelves full of uh, Samuel Smith's uh, beer. Because it is very organic. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a couple uh, of organic uh, ales of theirs, but fantastic. No reason not to drink it, Stu. Mm -hmm. I know you don't want to support, obviously people that are against or unorganic inorganic beers you've said that to me a few times normally before. i like to get a beer and like uh, more additives please yes as, as many as possible mm-hmm. as many vitamins and minerals as possible for me that's why i drink beer of course so yes they, yeah, had, like, they had like the holy trinity they had the pale ale <laughs> yeah. the organic uh, lager and a chocolate stout. Mmm. I have so, not I have not tried the, the chocolate stout. Did you pick those up? I didn't. They were they're you know, quite handsomely priced, obviously yeah. for an independent business, obviously trying to support themselves. Mm. So I just picked up a bottle of cider for the missus and the pale ale for myself because I thought Beautiful. you know what I could do with like a really nice pale ale. Because we spent the morning walking, we were having a picnic. There's still the rest of the day to get through, and I thought, kind of what? At the end of the day, I just want to sit back, crack open a really nice pale ale, and have a drink. And I thought, this is the the go-to. I've seen it. I've seen it on my Instagram. My boy Tom has been sending me pictures (laughs) of this beer. It's like, oh, uh... fancy meeting you here, beer. (laughs) Do you come here often? Uh... Yeah, it's uh, they've got a fantastic. Yeah, my car. <laughs> Jeez, okay, a bit forward. Um, <laughs> you got a wine and dine me, my man. Um, yeah, they've got a fantastic line. I haven't tried um, the lager, and I haven't tried uh, the chocolate stout, like you mentioned. But I have had, obviously, yeah, as you said, the pale ale is fantastic, and mm-hmm. the wheat beer as well. I remember that one being really interesting because it oh. just tasted to me like a really really nice uh almost like a sweet bitter and their porter as well would be oh, a right. recommendation mm-hmm. definitely that one that i really i really enjoyed um but yeah they're, they're fantastic stuff honestly yeah, i haven't had one that i've been disappointed with i and i was pleasantly surprised it was definitely just this nice really rich uh pale ale like at, like, out drinking it, you got that, a real silky texture off of it. Where it was just like surprisingly, I think, and if it's just because you know it's organic, so it's better than everyone else, kind but, of thing. Yeah, possibly. I was the, the way it's been produced. Yeah, I was quite surprised, obviously, with it not being. It almost had like the smoothness that you'd associate with like a draft can or something. It was just possibly, really yeah. nice, silky. Mm. Uh, it, it was beautiful. So I'm really glad you enjoyed that one. Man, yeah, definitely it's, did. Yeah, it's, it's a line that I'm always kind of on the lookout. Uh, they are a bit 
pricey compared to a lot uh, of other beers, but I think they're you know they're interesting enough and tasty enough to uh, exactly. have a go on for sure. And I, I love the the the, uh, the label design kind of had that that old fashioned it's like oh this could have been like the the beer that my granddad was buying, but you look at it, it's like <laughs> man it's not it, that actual bottle because that would probably be a, it's a vintage that probably uh, be cool right now. But the when you look at it, look at the design how it's kind of like that that pale tan colour with the red and black writing. It makes you think back to the, the fucking ancient copies of the Beano or the Dandy. Just a very old classic <laughs> comic. Yeah. Now you say, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Getting those vibes from the uh like I got those vibes from the uh the artwork, definitely. Aye, so it just just rang out that great vintage look. Really nice. Yeah, so really I, nice kind of design. I appreciate bottles. it on several levels. Awesome, dude. That's, uh, yeah, that's a fantastic line. Um, and I would recommend, wholeheartedly recommend uh, the viewers, listeners, um, to just you, uh, to <laughs> check, check them out if they come across them because it's, uh, it's definitely worth it. You don't see it a lot in supermarkets, but you do see it, as you say, kind of in your smaller shops. Uh, yeah. And you kind of like, you kind of, um, more kind of off licensee kind of places. You, you do come across it from time to time, but I think you can buy more from the website. So I'll yeah. check it out. Party people, definitely. Uh, what about you, else? Tom? Have you had a beer for this week? Me? I don't drink during the week. I only drink for this show. Um, and it, no I more. To, I have to force myself to drink. You not tackled uh, any green ducks lately? I <laughs> shoved in them the in your mouth. Uh, I. I had another really good week. Um, I completed my sampling uh, of the output from Otter Brewery. It's a brewery located in Devon and has been the mythical subject of many late-night conversations between me and my boy Scott. And it's praised, has been praised, as the best beer he's ever had in his life. And we've always discussed it. Big, big, bold claims. Uh... And we've always discussed it, and finally managed to get a bunch of their bottled beer delivered. Mm-hmm. And we had a fantastic night involved in that. Far too much sausage, and jeans just not fitting quite how they used to. So the absolute winner for me out of those was Otter Head. A strong ale with almost like a, a barley wine vibe to it. Fruity, kind of raisiny sweetness, uh, and a really long, nice aftertaste to it. Beautiful stuff. I think it's uh, 5.8%. Nah. Mm. So it's got a decent little kick to it. Really nice kick to it. Really kind of lingering kick to it. Um, the Art of Bitter and the Art of Ale were kind of interchangeable to me. Probably need a little more experience on them to really get to the bottom of things. But one mm. was a bitter, the other a best bitter, and they tasted very similar, very drinkable. Could see them working wonderfully on on draft. And then the final one was Otter Bright. It was labelled as a lager in their own words, but functions more as a golden ale for me. Very similar body to it, very similar taste to it. Um, <laughs> supposed to have some lemon notes um going on but i didn't really pick up on that but a very refreshing crisp brewski nonetheless so um yeah uh brilliant chance to kind of taste and compare uh, a brewer's 
back catalogue and, and brilliant, yeah. brilliant to finally get my lips around the mythical otter. Shout out to my boy Scott. I know he's listening. Shoot out how are we feeling about the man's just to just to check in with you, how you getting on with it? Yeah, very drinkable. Finished it. Um possibly only because I've got like a the equivalent of a half pint, but I could almost kind of get no, that. I... What they mentioned on the back, you know, uh, luscious flavours and hints of a roasted creamy toffee. Yeah. I could maybe almost get that. I'm never definitely. too one for pecking up these vibes, but there's definitely kind of that smooth, creamy texture. Mm. Very light. It's very uh, smooth. And it, I mean, I remember it being a bit more sweeter than this. Mm. Um, but it is still kind of very sweet. How do you think it compares to uh, Newcastle Brown Ale, which we sampled all the way in season one, episode four, maybe? All right, Brian, blessed. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> you keep going on like that, I'm going to be out in a flash. So you're saying? Uh, <laughs> you I definitely Brown. The Nuki Brown was, uh, I think, far sweeter. Mm. Still, maybe just as drinkable, maybe not as smooth. A bit more going on flavour-wise. Yeah, mm. like it definitely uh, hit more notes. And I'd imagine it would have had a higher um, volume to it. Yeah, it's, um, it's like 4.7, uh, yeah. I think. But yeah, I think this is why a lot of people would put this in the kind of mild category yeah. rather than a brown ale. For people who are familiar with kind of the two or or kind of the comparison between the two, it's just brown owls are just a tad stronger than a mild. Mm -hmm. Obviously, both have very similar taste profiles. Well, uh, Um, if you had to put the two bottles in front of me, I would probably go for the Nookie Brown. Nookie Brown. Bit more flavor for you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, I think... To be honest, I'd probably choose a new key uh, over this, but I still think this is this is a great brewski, very refreshing, mm-hmm. um, and, and a, rec- a recommendation from me. I, d- I don't care. I'm handing out recommendations here, there, and everywhere, and I just I just don't care anymore, Stu. Oh, we've we've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> we've seen how you you show up. <laughs> Did you notice? <laughs> Did you notice that the quality had dipped too? Shit. <laughs> and there's us blaming the internet. Thought that was just the listeners. Um, right, our second beer of the evening. I'm just gonna down my last little bit of man's. Ah, <laughs> uh, you say that. If I can enjoy the rest of that beer, knowing what you just said. Moving swiftly on, our second beer of the evening is, of course. Diceman Stout. From one man to another. I know, yeah. Um, apparently, Andrew Dice Clay's favourite beer. Um, I read that on Wikipedia. I don't know whether that's Citation true. needed. But yeah, definitely uh, need some kind of backup on that. Uh, let's crack this bad boy open. Oh, as I've said, I think you know we're both, both big fans. You know, me in particular of the Hobgoblin. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I'm, I'm hesitant. You, so. you you like Hobby, don't you? But you're not keen yeah, on it. Sometimes if sometimes the flavors are stronger than I expect. Yeah. Just ruin that pour that is three quarters head. So I will just drink for the bottle. 
<laughs> Give that a chance. I to like that ratio. All right, mate. Well, okay, I, I, I don't really want to say cheat. You drink out the ball. Yeah? Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, dude. Um, that's that's actually not that bad. Drinkable, yeah. Um, I'm getting... I, I sense doubt, Tom. I sense you're expecting more. There's like, a... yeah, I, I think so. There's a nice little kind of smokiness there to it on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. I was expecting maybe to be a bit more flavoursome. Uh, but you enjoy that, Stu, while I fill the people in uh, about this beverage. So. Mm-hmm. Here we have, yeah, Witchwood's Diceman, a stout from the legendary British brewery based in Whitney, Oxfordshire. The brew began uh, as a barley malt house in 1841, and after a few different uses by a few different brewers, most notably Courage, at one point in history. The company was founded there in 1983 as the Eagle Brewery, then Glennie Brewery, and finally in 1990, the site was named the Witchwood Brewery after the nearby ancient Witchwood Forest. Ooh. Are, you, are you scared? I can are shit you? myself. Okay. Because you, you, you didn't look it, and I just I wanted to ask. No, oh, the stout's kicked in. Okay, I worked hard on that, that sound. I practiced it. Tom, um, this isn't ham radio. Oh, Move on. Ham radio? You say ham or hand? Ham. I had a ham sandwich earlier and it was really good. How does it compare to the stout? I mean, they're just very different, you know? It's hard to compare. It's like comparing apples and uh, dragon fruit, you know? Hobgoblin what about the is the company's flagship brewski. <laughs> we all know it. We all love it. But the range has evolved over the past few years um, to include some very interesting beers. Five Head is their session IPA ginger beard a ginger beer a couple of golden beers called dry neck and Firecatcher, respectively and shy giant which I hear is kind of an American pale ale situation dirty tackle is their best bitter and I still haven't managed to track that one down but the search goes on I don't know whether that's only available as draft Mm. which is quite disappointing but yeah I've kept my eyes peeled for that one but let's do something else now. And I think at that time of the evening where we turn down the lights, light a few candles, get super sexy, and answer you beautiful people out there's questions. Questions? I think I just said questions. Uh, questions. It's listeners' questions. Right. <laughs> Jeez, a couple of real doozies tonight. Both uh, I've been handled by a pair as well. <laughs> if you've got any problems with me and my presenting skills, I think you need to take it with me after the show, okay? Well, let's hope the connection lasts. Let's... Fingers crossed, please. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah, a couple of interesting questions tonight, both related to presentation of beer and our consumption of the beer. Um, because I'm really thirsty, I'm going to say the question and I want you to answer it. Amy Doyle, 89. I, I nearly forgot to say who it was from then. That's mm-hmm. very, very disgusting of me. Amy Doyle, 89, uh, asks us, best way to drink a beer, cold straight out the fridge, and then secondly on a kind of second level uh, or second tier of the question would be, if you had, you choose which is the best beer going. Hmm. 
Well, I guess... Did you prep for this? Because I'm worried. Yes. The, <laughs> the beer. To me, before, honestly, I thought beer straight out of the fridge yeah. is the best. Cold as, nice and crisp. But when we done our beer tasting, they did mention, I think, the 80 shilling about how sometimes it doesn't need to be stone cold out of the fridge. Yeah. Like, let a beer sit, let it kind of get to room temperature to really experience the flavours. So, it has cast doubt in my mind of, hey, maybe not every beer needs to be kept in the fridge to the very second that you need to consume it. Yeah. Maybe letting certain types of beer sit around, warm up a little, or and, I don't know, it might just become more flavoursome, it might re- release more aromas... But I would have to kind of know what's the type of beer that you should uh, leave to mellow out. Does it need to be like your, a shilling or like a brown a brown ale? Because you just imagine... It should be kind of like a beer-to-beer basis, really, in terms of kind of how you... Or what temperature you should serve it at. Yeah, you know how in the back of the bottle they're always fucking harping on about it. Oh, this would go really good with like a, a mince round in totties. Like, stop oh, telling yeah. me about the food. Pre- pregnant Tell women me. don't drink it. Like, just just shut up, bottle. <laughs> so, I, I know that. So, yes, uh, even if... I don't imagine maybe some bottles do, but kind of tell you the best way to sample this beer is to either stick it in the fridge or kind of have it room temperature. So. Yeah, I mean, I always... I vehemently encourage cold brewski. Um mm-hmm. You know, maybe not. I think maybe some lagers, some lighter beers, uh, work better at kind of freezing cold temperatures. Uh-huh. And I feel like maybe your kind of maybe more multi beers, stouts, brown ales, bitters, etc., would be you know work better at kind of a, a little bit warmer, not too warmer, but a little bit warmer. But mm-hmm. I know there's obviously ale enthusiasts out there which yes. insist on a more room temperature presentation, uh, especially for cask ale. Which I can understand, but my my preference would always be for a colder oh, beer. Yeah. yeah, I mean maybe not, you know, Iceman temperature, but definitely, you know, a little uh, chilly willy. Um, what what is? Sorry, as I throw things across the room. Um, what is that beer that they serve it? I think it's Guinness. Then you've got Guinness extra cold. Extra cold, yeah. So what's the reasoning behind that? Because obviously, yes, a, a nice cold pint is good. Yeah. extra cold one yeah, where's the benefit it's cold but it's it's like extra amount of coldness in the extra cold beer fuck i wasn't ready for that detailed answer um well you you should have prepared yourself i i, I believe i've been schooled <laughs> i do apologize for <laughs> for speaking out loud yeah it's just it's like i think a lot of people uh like like a freezing cold guinness and i think guinness works because again as much as i as much as i love guinness i don't think it's the most flavorsome of beers so i think it works well kind of freezing cold you're not missing out uh on a lot if you Mm -hmm. kind of serve it uh in that way but yeah as uh you know even even maybe you kind of your darker beers even if they're maybe a bit lighter in terms of taste they probably work well kind of ice cold uh, as well. But, yeah, I, I, I like a cold beer, dude, you know, especially on draft. Um, that's just kind of, you know, what, what, I, what, I, what I crave uh, mm. the most. 
Um, so, yeah, I hope that's answered the first part of your question, Amy Duel 89. And the best beer going, that's, that's a loaded question. The question really is the entire premise of our podcast, the search for the best beer in the land. And I say if... If we ever truly answer that question, will the podcast even exist anymore? We're done. If a tree falls in a forest and no one is around to hear, hear it, how much wildlife does it fatally crush? And Enough. will we will we ever get that printer paper we ordered a month ago? I don't know. That's one for scholars. I think that's something to do with the tree falling down. Stu, I'm I am, and you are. We're simply pissed podcasters. You know, what do I truly have to bring to the table, mm-hmm. which will no doubt be made of said fallen tree? Okay, things are getting a, bit, a little bit and too that deep leads for my into liking. Our second question. But uh, to answer that second part, obviously kind of alluding <laughs> to what you were saying there, um, I don't have a go-to beer because I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like Kung Fu. I'm constantly on this quest to find different beer every week. It's two new bottles. I never return back to the same one. Apart from that time where I had Hobgoblin. No, sorry. Hop House Lager. But I'm constantly looking out for something new every week. So I don't have a go-to. I agree. I'm on a journey. I agree with my partner in crime here that we're on a journey. And I, I do have my favourites that I go to. But Obviously, I think they're so varied. It's very hard to kind of recommend, you know, one particular beer. And I think it's just best if you kind of try a little bit of everything and see kind of which types you like the best and just, you know, keep moving, keep evolving your tastes and your, and your, and your preferences and, and just keep searching because when the search stops, I think I think you're dead. Yeah, when the search stops, your liver pops. That's a rhyme, and I, I really enjoy that you brought that to the show. You're welcome. Question two. <laughs> Joanne Thomas, 2859. Uh, great second name. I don't know about the first one, but the second one's fantastic. Uh, straight from the can or bottle or poured into a glass, how do you prefer your beer? To be honest, I think I do prefer just drinking it out of the bottle. Mm. But when doing the podcast, I felt like it was kind of our duty to do the pour so we could kind of get that visual representation of the beer in the glass. That's why so I we... drink out of the glass as well. So every, I've, every... I've noticed you've not done that at all this season. <laughs> <laughs> this, these days I'm going straight from the can or bottle to save on washing up. You know, this is... So, t- see, time that, that's a benefit. You, you save a tumbler if you drink it right for the bottle. But when I'm kind of doing things for like our Instagram, the social media side of it, is it right? I need to kind of show the presentation, pour the lager, have it there, take a picture of it, look at the clarity, look at the bubbles, what kind is it? Just giving it all that kind of extra, and then like, rather than just like, here's another brown bottle. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree, man. Yeah, definitely got some good reasons there. I think. If it's a new beer and I'd like to really check out the colour, I'll go for a pour. And te- technically, it is better to pour it out. You know, it loses a bit of carbonation and you get a pinch more flavour. But, yeah, I like to experiment, mix it up a little. I think last season I poured mine out, mostly. And this season I'm tending to go for the more raw, quicker satisfaction of having it straight out the bottle. Mm-hmm. I'm just mixing it up, dude, experimenting. What can I say? I- I'm an impatient man. Um... Yes, you are. That's me. 
that's just that's that's my life. Hashtag get to know me. Hashtag paints a view. He's he's always this guy social media minded. <laughs> like, uh, whatever you're doing. Uh yeah, thank you. Uh, you finished with your views on that on that master stew? Yeah, I that's I've I've, I've kinda if I if I'm not going to kind of show off to anyone, yeah, I'll drink it straight for the bottle, mm. just to save to save a tumbler. But if I feel that there needs to be some presentation, I need to show it off. Yep. So I mean, I took a picture of the the, the Samuel Smith's pale ale because obviously I really appreciated the design of the bottle. The Definitely beer was do. lovely, and I took a picture and I accidentally caught a picture of my cat in the background. That's Looking people love cat piss. approvingly. So I was a hashtag that many a times. And now I think it's went into witness protection. <laughs> just that's that enough, has it? I've been I've I've been advised if I'm putting another picture up, I've to put a little cat emoji over the fuzzy little fucker's face. Just to keep him happy. I think I just refer to it as an it. I know it's not a clown. Is it a he or a she? Oh, I was talking about the cat as a he there, but it was actually the oh. she I ended up taking a picture of. And when I was taking the, the promotional pictures for our... The promotional pictures? Yes. <laughs> uh, for our Dice Man and Mans, I stuck them on a little garden table at the back of the garden with an ivy bush, looking all nice and professional, and the fucking cat walked into the shop. So I think it's got a taste. Oh, it? oh social media. Oh, like this. <laughs> Hello. You taking is that you that you taking pictures of beer? I might just strut over and take a wee scoosh in this bush. Happening. Right. Troll. Cats ruining your life one picture at a time. We can't spray door a beer. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> Good gal. Good gal. Uh Stu, let's stop talking about cats and let's talk about this beer. What, yes, it, what's your it, thoughts so far? It, it doesn't taste like cat piss. <laughs> so sorry. I'm gonna wear this tomorrow. I don't have any so, liquid tabs in the house. So, uh, <laughs> why, why do you stink of stout, Tom? Dude, that's a question I get asked every day. Um, yeah, uh, it's uh, it, it's it's. It's good. It's good. I was expecting a lot more flavour from it. I think. Yeah, it's almost kind of lighter than I imagined, which isn't a bad thing because I'm normally quite hesitant when it comes to stout and porters. I'm always like, it's rare that I enjoy these. But saying I actually find myself enjoying more than I for the ones that have done me wrong. Yeah. The the Guinness stouts that we've tried, like the. What was the one that we started our season with? The Guinness... Uh, we did the... Uh, foreign Stout? Yeah, we did the Foreign Extra, which... Foreign uh, Extra, Yeah, it. which I think you, you, you got on with well, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, you liked it. that one. And then we did our show where we combined the uh, original Stout with the West Indies yes. Porter. So how would you compare this to, so uh, say, the original uh, Stout? And the obviously our one from uh, from episode one of the show. Season two, yes, our our another round. Wait, no, yes, just after another round. round. It was after, yes, our St. Patrick's Day season opener. Um, I think, maybe 
feel like I'm putting Dice Man in third place compared yeah. to those two. Yeah. Maybe just because I felt they were kind of like a richer, maybe a thicker, fuller tasting stout. Yeah, well, this yeah. is nice, but it's definitely something I would describe as like kind of a lighter stout. A lighter stout, just kind of a, a standard stout. Again, uh, I think it does say that it's got a, a bit of a coffee finish. I'm definitely not getting a coffee finish to it, which again, which is fine for me. Happy for that because coffee is not really something I, I really dig in a beer. But I'm just getting kind of a definitely like a smokiness. Um, yeah. it, it's smooth as well, similar mm-hmm. to the man's. Um, it definitely got like a, a bitterness on the back end. Just a, a decent, very decent stout. Solid stout, I would say. Yeah, I wouldn't argue with that. It's gone down all right. Um, okay, so there's our thoughts. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Before we sign off this evening, there's one last scratch to itch, one last box to tick, one last tick to scratch. God damn it, I knew I shouldn't have slept with a dog again. Stu, if you will, please, good sir, initiate the Hoop of Hops. Oh, look at him go. This is my Hoop of Hops dance. <laughs> Keep dancing, the page is loading. I'm just dancing to the, no music, that's how I normally dance. I love a silent disco. Or should I say di- dick so? <laughs> oh, okay, right, the page works now. Okay, Stop thank God, talking. thank God, that's... thank God. Yeah, I really oh, I just lost it there for a second. Yeah. Um, okay. It's quite. It's quite small. Can't really see it. But how about now? Yeah, that's bigger than bigger than needed. Uh, okay, Stu, spin that bad boy. Here we go. Oh please! Oh no! <laughs> We've narrowly avoided uh, that. Then we've got a Belgian ale. Yes. Fantastic, beautiful. We um, almost having to deal with a barley wine. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to say, I didn't want to spoil it. That's definitely on the agenda for uh, sometime in I'm the going season. I can buy that gold label, aren't I? Yes, yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> we got, we've got a Belgian, fantastic. Uh, and what are we pairing that with, Maestro? Let's find out. Spit in the wheel. All the anticipation. We're, blonde ale. We're going blonde. Beautiful. Blondes do have more fun. Uh, fantastic. That's a lovely combination. Mm. So we got Tell a, me about the Belgian and the blonde. We've got a Belgian. <laughs> I've got a few stories about that, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an absolute no Um Guys, yeah, that's our, that's our show. Join us again next time as we prep our patient for more sherbet surgery. We have a Belgian ale and a blonde ale pairing to look forward to. We drop anchor um, every Friday night, so make some space in your captain's log for a couple of sozzled sailors. Uh, It's at the Lager Logs for our socials. Stu, anything going down over there to report on that you'd like to highlight? Hey, we're we're slowly getting up towards two uh, hundreds. Oh, uh, yeah, we are. Followers we are. on our Instagram it's slowly creeping up each week. I'm more than pleased if you think you know someone that needs the lager logs in their life. Of course, they do. Please Everybody does, man. Tag Everybody them on does. Instagram. 
That's yeah. That sounds like we're begging, but we're definitely not because we're not on our knees right now. We're kind of sitting on 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 chairs. So yes. that's yeah. That's just a, a please rather than a do it before we kill your family. Um, right. It's been an honor, a privilege, <laughs> an absolute hoot as always. But there's only one thing left to say, and that's bon voyage, booze hounds. Say goodbye, Stu. Goodbye, Stu. Cheers. It never gets old. It never gets old. Let's have another. Let's have another.